Section six of the Exemplary Novels of Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Exemplary Novels by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by Walter K. Kelly, Rinconete en Cortadillo, or Peter of the Corner and the Little Cutter, Part Three. After these gentlemen had left the company, Rinconete, who was of a very inquiring disposition, begged leave to ask Monipodio in what way two persons so old, grave, and formal as those he had just seen could be of service to their community. Monipodio replied that such were called hornets in their jargon, and that their office was to poke about all parts of the city, spying out such places as might be eligible for attempts to be afterwards made in the night-time. They watch people who receive money from the bank or treasury, said he, observe where they go with it, and if possible the very place in which it is deposited. When this is done, they make themselves acquainted with the thickness of the walls, marking out the spot where we may most conveniently make our guspataros, which are the holes whereby we contrive to force an entrance. In a word, these persons are among the most useful of the brotherhood, and they receive a fifth of all that the community obtains by their intervention, as His Majesty does, on treasure trove. They are, moreover, men of singular integrity and rectitude. They lead a respectable life and enjoy a good reputation, fearing God and regarding the voice of their consciences, insomuch that not a day passes over their heads in which they have not heard Mass with extraordinary devotion. There are, indeed, some of them so conscientious that they content themselves with even less than by our rules would be their due. Those just gone are of this number. We have two others, whose trade it is to remove furniture. And as they are daily employed in the conveyance of articles for persons who are changing their abode, they know all the ins and outs of every house in the city, and can tell exactly where we may hope for profit and where not. That is admirable, replied Rinconete, and greatly do I desire to be of some use to so noble a confraternity. Heaven is always ready to favor commendable desires, replied Monipodio. While the two were thus discoursing, a knock was heard at the door, and Monipodio went to see who might be there. Open, Sor Monipodio, open, said a voice without. It is I, Repolido. Cariarta, hearing this voice, began to lift up her own to heaven and cry out, Don't open the door, Señor Monipodio. Don't let in that Tarpeian mariner, that tiger of Ocaña. Monipodio opened the door, nevertheless, in despite of her cries, when Cariarta, starting to her feet, hurried away and hid herself in the room where the bucklers were hung up. There, bolting the door, she bawled from her refuge, Drive out that black-visaged coward, that murderer of innocence, that white-livered terror of house-lambs, who durst not look a man in the face. Repolido was meanwhile kept back by Maniferro and Chiquisnaque, as he struggled with all his might to get into the room where Cariarta was hidden. But when he saw that to be impossible, he called to her from without, Come, come, let us have done with this, my little sulky. By your life, let us have peace, as you would wish to be married. "'Married,' retorted the lady. "'Married to you, too. "'Don't you wish you may get it? "'See what kind of a string he's playing on now. "'I would rather be married to a dead notomy.' "'Oh, bother!' exclaimed Repolido. "'Let us have done with this, for it is getting late. "'Take care of being too much puffed up "'at hearing me speak so gently "'and seeing me so meek. 
for by the light of heaven if my rage should get steeple high the relapse will be worse than the first fit come down from your stilts let us all have done with our tantrums and not give the devil a dinner i will give him a supper to boot if he will take you from my sight to some place where i may never set eyes on you more exclaimed the gentle juliana from within haven't i told you once to beware madame hempsack by the powers i suspect i must serve out something to you by the dozen though i make no change for it here monipodio interposed in my presence he said there shall be no violence cariarta will come out not for your threats but for my sake and all will go well quarrels between people who love each other are but the cause of greater joy and pleasure when peace is once made listen to me juliana my daughter listen to me my cariarta come out to us for the love of your friend monipodio and i will make repolido beg your pardon on his knees ah if he will do that exclaimed escalanta we shall then be all on his side and will entreat juliana to come out if i am asked to beg pardon in a sense of submission that would dishonor my person replied repolido an army of lansquenets would not make me consent but if it be merely in the way of doing pleasure to cariarta i do not say merely that i would go on my knees but i would drive a nail into my forehead to do her service at these words chiquisnaque and maniferro began to laugh and repolido who thought they were making game of him cried out in a transport of rage whoever shall laugh or think of laughing at anything whatsoever that may pass between cariarta and myself i say that he lies and that he will have lied every time he shall laugh or think of laughing hearing this chiquisnaque and maniferro looked at each other and scowled so sternly that monipodio saw things were likely to come to a crisis unless he prevented it throwing himself therefore into the midst of the group he cried out no more of this gentleman have done with all big words grind them up between your teeth and since those that have been said do not reach to the belt let no one here apply them to himself we are very sure replied chiquisnaque that such admonitions neither have been nor will be uttered for our benefit otherwise or if it should be imagined that they were addressed to us the tambourine is in hands that would well know how to beat it we also sor chiquisnaque have our drum of biscay retorted repolido and in case of need can make the bells as well as another i have already said that whoever jests in our matters is a liar and whoever thinks otherwise let him follow me with the palm's length of my sword i will show him that what is said is said having uttered these words repolido turned towards the outer door and proceeded to leave the place cariarta had meanwhile been listening to all this and when she found that repolido was departing in anger she rushed out screaming hold him hold him don't let him go or he will be showing us some more of his handiwork can't you see that he is angry and he is a judas macarello in the matter of bravery come here hector of the world and of my eyes with these words cariarta threw herself upon the retiring bravo and held him with all her force by his cloak monipodio lent her his aid and between them they contrived to detain him chiquisnaque and maniferro undetermined whether to resume the dispute or not stood waiting apart to see what repolido would do and the latter perceiving himself to be in the hands of monipodio and cariarta exclaimed friends should never annoy friends nor make game of friends more especially when they see that friends are vexed there is not a friend here replied maniferro who has any desire to vex a friend and since we are all friends let us give each other the hand like friends your worships have all spoken like good friends added monipodio and as such friends should do 
now finish by giving each other your hands like true friends all obeyed instantly whereupon escalanta whipping off her cork-soled clog began to play upon it as if it had been a tambourine gananciosa in her turn caught up a broom and scratching the rushes with her fingers drew forth a sound which if not soft or sweet yet agreed very well with the beating of the slipper monipodio then broke a plate the two fragments of which he rattled together in such fashion as to make a very praiseworthy accompaniment to the slipper and the broom rinconete and cortadillo stood in much admiration of that new invention of the broom for up to that time they had seen nothing like it maniferro perceived their amazement and said to them the broom awakens your admiration and well it may since a more convenient kind of instrument was never invented in this world nor one more readily formed or less costly upon my life i heard a student the other day affirm that neither the man who fetched his wife out of hell negrofeo ogrofeo or what he was called nor that marion who got upon a dolphin and came out of the sea like a man riding on a hired mule nor even that other great musician who built a city with a hundred gates and as many posterns never a one of them invented an instrument half so easy of acquirement so ready to the touch so pleasing and simple as to its frets keys and chords and so far from troublesome in the tuning and keeping in accord and by all the saints they swear that it was invented by a gallant of this very city a perfect hector in matters of music i fully believe all you say replied rinconete but let us listen for our musicians are about to sing gananciosa is blowing her nose which is a certain sign that she means to sing and she was in fact preparing to do so monipodio had requested her to give the company some of the seguidillas most in vogue at the moment but the first to begin was escalanta who sang as follows in a thin squeaking voice for a boy of sevilla red as a dutchman all my heart's in flame to which gananciosa replied taking up the measure as she best might for the little brown lad with a good bright eye who would not lose her name then monipodio making great haste to perform a symphony with his pieces of platter struck in two lovers dear fall out and fight but soon to make their peace take leisure and all the greater was the row so much greater is the pleasure but cariarta had no mind to enjoy her recovered happiness in silence and fingering another clog she also entered the dance joining her voice to those of her friends in the following words pause angry lad and do not beat me more for tis thine own dear flesh that thou dost baste if thou but well consider and fair and soft exclaimed repolido at that moment give us no old stories there's no good in that let bygones be bygones choose another gate girl we've had enough of that one the canticle for a moment interrupted by these words was about to recommence and would not apparently have soon come to an end had not the performers been disturbed by violent knocks at the door monipodio hastened to see who was there and found one of his sentinels who informed him that at the end of the street was the alcalde of criminal justice with the little piebald and the kestrel two catchpoles who were called neutral since they did the community of robbers neither good nor harm marching before him the joyous company within heard the report of their scout and were in a terrible fright escalanta and cariarta put on their clogs in great haste gananciosa threw down her broom and monipodio his broken plate every instrument sinking at once into silence chiquisnaque lost his joyous grin and stood dumb as a fish repolido trembled with fear 
and Maniferro looked pale with anxiety. But these various demonstrations were exhibited only for a moment. In the next, all that goodly brotherhood had disappeared. Some rushed across a kind of terrace, and gained another court. Others clambered over the roof, and so passed into a neighboring alley. Never did the sound of a fowling piece, or a sudden peal of thunder, more effectually disperse a flock of careless pigeons. Then did the news of the alcalde's arrival that select company assembled in the house of the Señor Monipodio. Rinconete and Cortadillo, not knowing whither to flee, stood in their places waiting to see what would be the end of that sudden storm, which finished simply enough by the return of the sentinel, who came to say that the alcalde had passed through the whole length of the street without seeming to have any troublesome suspicions respecting them, or even appearing to think of their house at all. While Monipodio was in the act of receiving this last report, there came to the door a gentleman in the prime of youth, and dressed in the half-rustic manner suitable to the morning, or to one residing in the country. Monipodio caused this person to enter the house with himself. He then sent to look for Chiquisnaque, Repolido, and Maniferro, with orders that they should come forth from their hiding-places, but that such others as might be with them should remain where they were. Rinconete and Cortadillo, having remained in the court, could hear all the conversation which took place between Monipodio and the gentleman who had just arrived, and who began by inquiring how it happened that the job he had ordered had been so badly done. At this point of the colloquy, Chiquisnaque appeared, and Monipodio asked him if he had accomplished the work with which he had been entrusted, namely the knife-slash of fourteen stitches. "'Which of them was it?' inquired Chiquisnaque that of the merchant at the crossways exactly replied the gentleman then i'll tell you how the matter went responded the bravo last night as i watched before the very door of his house and the man appeared just before to the ringing of the ave maria i got near him and took the measure of his face with my eyes but i perceived it was so small that it was impossible totally impossible to find room in it for a cut of fourteen stitches so that perceiving myself unable to fulfil my destructions instructions you mean said the gentleman well well instructions if you will admitted chiquisnaque seeing that i could not find room for the number of stitches i had to make because of the narrowness i say and want of space in the visage of the merchant i gave the cut to a lackey he had with him to the end that i might not have my journey for nothing and certainly his allowance may pass for one of the best quality I would rather you had given the master a cut of seven stitches than the servant one of fourteen, remarked the gentleman. You have not fulfilled the promise made me, but the thirty ducats which I gave you as earnest money will be no great loss. This said, he saluted the two ruffians and turned to depart, but Monipodio detained him by the cloak of mixed cloth which he wore on his shoulders, saying, Be pleased to stop, Signor Cavalier, and fulfill your promise since we have kept our word with strict honour and to great advantage. Twenty ducats are still wanting to our bargain, and your worship shall not go from this place until you have paid them, or left us something of equal value in pledge. Do you call this keeping your word, said the gentleman, making a cut on the servant when you should have made it on the master? How well his worship understands the business, remarked Chiquisnaque. One can easily see that he does not remember the proverb which says, he who loves Beltran loves his dog likewise. But what has this proverb to do with the matter? inquired the gentleman. Why, is it not the same thing as to say, he who loves Beltran ill loves his dog ill too? 
Now the master is Beltran, whom you love ill, and the servant is his dog. Thus, in giving the cut to the dog, I have given it to Beltran, and our part of the agreement is fulfilled. The work has been properly done, and nothing remains but to pay for it on the spot, and without further delay. That is just what I am ready to swear to, cried Monipodio, and you, friend Chiquisnaque, have taken all that you have said from my mouth. Wherefore, let not your worship, Señor Gallant, be making difficulties out of trifles with your friends and servants. Take my advice, and pay us what is our due. After that, if your worship would like to have another cut given to the master, of as many stitches as the space can contain, consider that they are already sewing up the wound. If it be so, said the gentleman, I will very willingly pay the whole sum. Make no more doubt of it than of my being a good Christian, for Chiquisnaque will set the mark on his face so neatly that he shall seem to have been born with it. On this promise, then, and with this assurance, replied the gentleman, receive this chain in pledge for the twenty ducats before agreed on, and for forty other ducats which I will give you for the cut that is to come. The chain weighs a thousand reals, and it may chance to remain with you altogether, as I have an idea that I shall want fourteen stitches more before long. Saying this, he took a chain from his neck, and put it into the hands of Monipodio, who found immediately by the weight and touch that it was not gold made by the chemist, but the true metal. He received it accordingly with great pleasure and much courtesy, for Monipodio was particularly well-bred. The execution of the work to be done for it was committed to Chiquisnaque, who declared that it should be delayed no longer than till the arrival of night. The gentleman then departed, well satisfied with his bargain. Monipodio now summoned the confraternity from the hiding-places into which their terror had driven them. When all had entered, he placed himself in the midst of them, drew forth a memorandum-book from the hood of his cloak, and as he himself could not read, he handed it to Rinconete, who opened it, and read as follows. Memoranda of the cuts to be given this week. The first is to the merchant at the crossways, and is worth fifty crowns, thirty of which have been received on account. Secutor Chiquisnaque. I believe there are no others, my son, said Monipodio. Go on and look for the place where it is written, Memoranda of Blows with a Cudgel. Rinconete turned to that heading, and found under it this entry, to the keeper of the pot-house called the Trefoil, twelve blows to be laid on in the best style, at a crown apiece, eight of which crowns have been received, time of execution within six days. Secutor Maniferro. That article may be scratched out of the account, remarked Maniferro, for to-night I shall give the gentleman his due. Is there not another, my son? asked Monipodio. There is, replied Rinconete, and he read as follows. To the hunchbacked tailor, called by the nickname Silguero, six blows of the best sort for the lady whom he compelled to leave her necklace in pledge with him. Secutor, the desmochado. I am surprised to find this article still on the account, observed Monipodio, seeing that two days have elapsed since it ought to have been taken off the book, and yet the secutor has not done his work. Desmochado must be indisposed. I met him yesterday, said Maniferro. He is not ill himself, but the hunchback has been so, and being confined to the house on that account, the desmochado has been unable to encounter him. I make no doubt of it, rejoined Monipodio, for I consider the desmochado to be so good a workman that but for some such reasonable impediment he would certainly before this have finished a job of much greater importance. Is there any more, my boy? 
no senor replied rinconete turn over then till you find the memorandum of miscellaneous damages rinconete found the page inscribed memorandum of miscellaneous damages namely radomagos greasing with oil of juniper clapping on sanbenitos and horns false alarms threatened stabbings befoolings calomels etc etc what do you find lower down inquired monipodio i find greasing with oil of juniper at the house in don't read the place or name of the house interrupted monipodio for we know where it is and i am myself the tuatem executor of this trifling matter four crowns have already been given on account and the total is eight that is exactly what is here written replied rinconete a little lower down continued the boy i find horns to be attached to the house read neither the name nor the place where interrupted monipodio it is quite enough that we offer this outrage to the people in question we need not make it public in our community for that would be an unnecessary load on your consciences i would rather nail a hundred horns and as many sanbenitos on a man's door provided i were paid for my work than once tell that i had done so were it to the mother that bore me the executor of this is nariqueta resumed rinconete it is already done and paid for said monipodio see if there be not something else for if my memory is not at fault there ought to be a fright of the value of twenty crowns one half the money has already been paid and the work is to be done by the whole community the time within which it is to come off being all the current month nor will we fail in our duty the commission shall be fulfilled to the very letter without missing a tilde and it will be one of the finest things that has been executed in this city for many years give me the book boy i know there is nothing more and it is certain that business is very slack with us just now but times will mend and we shall perhaps have more to do than we want there is not a leaf on the tree that moves without the will of god and we cannot force people to avenge themselves whether they will or not besides many a man has the habit of being brave in his own cause and does not care to pay for the execution of work which he can do as well with his own hands that is true said repolido but will your worship senor monipodio see what you have for us to do as it is getting late and the heat is coming on at more than a foot pace what you have now to do is this rejoined monipodio every one is to return to his post of the week and is not to change it until sunday we will then meet here again and make the distribution of all that shall have come in without defrauding any one to rinconete and cortadillo i assign for their district until sunday from the tower of gold all without the city and to the postern of the alcazar where they can work with their fine flowers i have known those who were much less clever than they appeared to be come home daily with more than twenty reals in small money to say nothing of silver all made with a single pack and that four cards short ganchuela will show them the limits of their district and even though they should extend it as far as to san sebastian or san telmo there will be no great harm done although it is perhaps of more equal justice that none should enter on the domain of another the two boys kissed his hand in acknowledgment of the favor he was doing them and promised to perform their parts zealously and faithfully and with all possible caution and prudence monipodio then drew from the hood of his cloak a folded paper on which was the list of the brotherhood desiring rinconete to inscribe his name thereon with that of cortadillo but as there was no escritoire in the place he gave them the paper to take with them bidding them enter the first apothecary's shop they could find and there write what was needful 
rinconete and cortadillo, namely, comrades, novitiate, none, rinconete a florist, cortadillo a bassoon player. To this was to be added the year, month, and day, but not the parents or birthplace. At this moment one of the old hornets came in and said, I came to tell your worships that I have just now met on the steps Lobillo of Malaga, who tells me that he has made such progress in his art as to be capable of cheating Satan himself out of his money, if he have but clean cards. He is so ragged and out of condition at this moment that he dares not instantly make his appearance to register himself, and pay his respects as usual, but will be here without fail on Sunday. I have always been convinced, said Monipodio, that Lobillo would some day become super-eminent in his art for he has the best hands for the purpose that have ever been seen, and to be a good workman in his trade, a man should be possessed of good tools, as well as capacity for learning. I have also met the Jew, returned the hornet. He wears the garb of a priest, and is at a tavern in the street of the dyers, because he has learned that two peruleros are now stopping there. He wishes to try if he cannot do business with them, even though it should be but in a trifling way to begin for from small endeavors often come great achievements. He, too, will be here on Sunday, and will then give an account of himself. The Jew is a keen hawk, too, observed Monipodio, but it is long since I have set eyes on him, and he does not do well in staying away, for by my faith, if he do not mend, I will cut his crown for him. The scoundrel has received orders as much as the Grand Turk, and knows no more Latin than my grandmother. Have you anything further to report? The old man replied that he had not. Very well, said Monipodio. Take this trifle among you, distributing at the same time some forty reals among those assembled, and do not fail to be here on Sunday, when there shall be nothing wanting of the booty. All returned him thanks. Repolido and Cariarta embraced each other. So did Maniferro and Escalanta, and Chiquisnaque and Gananciosa, and all agreed that they would meet that same evening when they left off work at the house of Dame Pipota, whither Monipodio likewise promised to repair, for the examination of the linen announced in the morning, before he went to his job with the juniper oil. The master finally embraced Rinconete and Cortadillo, giving them his benediction. He then dismissed them, exhorting them to have no fixed dwelling or known habitation, since that was a precaution most important to the safety of all. Ganchuelo accompanied the friends for the purpose of guiding them to their districts, and pointing out the limits thereof. He warned them on no account to miss the assembly on Sunday, when it seemed that Monipodio intended to give them a lecture on matters concerning their profession. That done, the lad went away, leaving the two novices in great astonishment at all they had seen. Now Rinconete, although very young, had a good understanding and much intelligence. Having often accompanied his father in the sale of his bulls, he had acquired the knowledge of a more refined language than that they had just been hearing, and laughed with all his heart as he recalled the expressions used by Monipodio and the other members of the respectable community they had entered. He was especially entertained by the solacizing sanctimonies, and by Cariarta calling Repolido a Tarpeian mariner and a tiger of Ocaña. He was also mightily edified by the expectation of Cariarta that the pains she had taken to earn the twenty-four reals would be accepted in heaven as a set-off against her sins, and was amazed to see with what security they all counted on going to heaven by means of the devotions they performed, notwithstanding the many thefts, homicides, and other offenses against God and their neighbor which they were daily committing. 
the boy laughed too with all his heart as he thought of the good old woman pipota who suffered the basket of stolen linen to be concealed in her house and then went to place her little wax candles before the images of the saints expecting thereby to enter heaven full dressed in her mantle and clogs but he was most surprised at the respect and deference which all these people paid to monipodio whom he saw to be nothing better than a coarse and brutal barbarian he recalled the various entries which he had read in the singular memorandum book of the burly thief and thought over all the various occupations in which that goodly company was hourly engaged pondering all these things he could not but marvel at the carelessness with which justice was administered in that renowned city of seville since such pernicious hordes and inhuman ruffians were permitted to live there almost openly he determined to dissuade his companion from continuing long in such a reprobate course of life nevertheless led away by his extreme youth and want of experience he remained with these people for some months during which there happened to him adventures which would require much writing to detail them wherefore i propose to remit the description of his life and adventures to some other occasion when i will also relate those of his master monipodio with other circumstances connected with the members of that infamous academy which may serve as warnings to those who read them end of peter of the corner and the little cutter end of rinconete and cortadillo or peter of the corner and the little cutter part three